Welcome to December's edition of Africa Brief from IFEX, the global network that promotes and defends freedom of expression and information. Africa Brief is our monthly look at some of the key issues impacting Africa's free expression landscape. We're recording this on Thursday, December 9th, and things may have changed by the time you hear us. My name is Nazreen Jairo, IFEX's Network Engagement Coordinator, and I'm joined from Harare, Zimbabwe by Rihanna Masters, our Africa Regional Editor. Rihanna, what a year it's been. How are you feeling about the end of the year? Hi, Nazreen. Um, good to have our monthly meet again on uh, IFEX Africa podcast. Um, this has been a challenging year in many ways uh, for the media, for freedom of expression. But I do think that as we go into our podcast, we have some significant and rather positive, uh, you know, issues that we we can highlight. So although it's been difficult, I think we're going to end with the highlights and that for me is promising. Indeed, Rihanna, I think it just, it, it's been a year of resilience despite the challenges that we've faced within the continent. Um, and Rihanna, your latest roundup is on our website now at ifex.org slash africabrief. That's I-F-E-X dot org slash africabrief. As usual, it was a very spirited month with positive developments. A momentous moment occurred at the 41st session of the UNESCO's General Conference, where we had 193 member states unanimously vote in favor of Namibia's resolution to adopt the principles contained in the Windock Plus 30 Declaration. Rihanna, what are the key principles within the declaration? Um, do you think, do you believe it addresses the new threats to press freedom? So, you know, of course, Nazreen, when we hear this, you know, uh, about the declaration, it's such a mouthful and we get lost because uh, it's a very technical thing, right? Indeed. But if we really look at it, it's momentous. Mm-hmm. So. The Windhoek Declaration of 1991 was updated this year on World Press Freedom Day with the coming of the Windhoek 30 Declaration. So when, mm-hmm. um, you know, delegates met in Namibia, which is the birthplace of the Windhoek Declaration of 1991, they talked about, you know, the new threats uh, um, and the issues that are current and prevalent and felt that, well, the you know, declaration needs an update. And with that recognition, there was a resolution. And yes, they do definitely uh, address the new threats to press freedom. Um, They're addressing the issues of media sustainability, which you know is a global and topical issue at the moment. The threats Mm -hmm. to journalists, uh, their safety, and this includes the harassment of women offline and online. And that's, you know, an addition which we didn't have before. It also looks, it encompasses digital rights, and all of this is underpinned by freedom of expression and access to information. Um, It's looking at mainstreaming of media information literacy. It's also wanting to look at the transparency and accountability of technology companies, and I think that's a big thing. Um, It's also making recommendations to take effective steps to you know, sort of nurture that diversity of the media, the, you know, rival public, private, and community media, but at the same time safeguarding their independence. 
So it's very encompassing. And, you know, I, I do think people should look at the holistic, uh, you know, content if they are able to do so online. Great, Rihanna. Yes, listeners, I, I hope you do. And, you know, just as you've outlined, it is really taking holistic and, um, you know, contemporary approach to these issues. So hoping to see what, you know, what comes of it. Um, and just now going into another historical news, Botswana's highest court ruled to legalize consensual same-sex relations in the country, ending a years-long court dispute and making the country one of the few on the continent to decriminalize same-sex relationships. Rihanna, could you speak more about the ruling? Well, first of all, it was celebrated throughout yes. the world. It was a yes. global celebration, right? Um, and it's another win, especially on a continent where countries are becoming increasingly homophobic. Mm. Uh, you know, we're all concerned about Ghana's parliament, which is mm -hmm. looking at a bill that would criminalize, hom uh, you know, homosexuality, but also, uh, you know, making it a crime to advocate for LGBTQIA people. So I think this is a big win. And it was what's even more um, interesting is that it was a full sitting of the bench of the oh, Botswana wow. Court of Appeal. It was a unanimous ruling. And basically, they just upheld a 2019 High Court of Botswana judgment, which had struck down penal provisions criminalizing the same sexual relations. Okay. So in 19, um, sorry, in 2019, the High Court of Botswana judgment struck down sections 164A and 164C of the Botswana Penal Code and really declared them in, uh, unconstitutional. Uh, the Attorney General appealed against this decision, and that's why the matter went to the Supreme Court. Um, the High Court was ruling in favor of Mochi Dimang, I'm hoping I pronounced that correctly, mm -hmm. who in 2016, with the support of Legabibo, uh, you know, a rights organization, um, had stated that, look, this criminalization of his only means of sexual expression violated his rights to liberty, dignity, and equal protection of the law under Section 3, and his right to protection of, of discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation under Section 15 of the Botswana Constitution. And that's when, you know, the Botswana High Court ruled in his favor. And this is why we came to the Botswana Court of Appeal. Big win, mm -hmm. not just for Botswana, but for the continent. As you, yeah, and indeed, as you said, big win also for the LGBT global community. And, you know, just hoping that through this ruling that other countries as well can, can take note of that. And I think also give some empowerment to, um, you know, the defenders across the continent that are fighting for these rights to be, to be seen, to be heard. Um, and yeah, let's, I, I guess, let's just see where this goes. But it's, it's a really great, great news indeed. And now just um, before we conclude today's episode, we have one more milestone to highlight. Um, following years of lobbying and advocacy efforts, stakeholders in Lesotho were able to get Media Committee of the National Reforms Authority to adopt the draft national media policy and the draft national code of conduct, behavior, and practice. Rihanna, could you just kind of paint a picture to us to what the adoptions of the policies 
mean for media environment in Lesotho and maybe a little bit in the context of Southern Africa? Yes, of course. First of all, this was against a backdrop uh, in a month where the media were really being targeted by authorities. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And, you know, there were quite a number of attacks against uh, journalists in Lesotho. So this yes. came as very good news here. Yes. Yeah. So um, the, the journey towards this began in May 1987. Uh, mm-hmm. And there were a group of media stakeholders, you know, educators, advocacy agents, and other stakeholders who, you know, basically were trying to fight for free media. And, you know, especially in terms of, you know, serving the community and the public and basically also embracing national development. So for, you know, this has been going on for a long time, but because of, you know, um, periods of strife and then, you know, resources uh, being inadequate and I guess, you know, different stakeholders uh, driving um, the, the issue in different ways, it has been quite a bumpy road. Hmm. But in the last few years, there's been a strong concentration and the Media Institute of Southern Africa, the Lesotho chapter, has been okay. pushing along with other media stakeholders to ensure that it was that this policy was adopted by the National Assembly. And again, a big win after years and years of mm. advocacy and lobbying. Yeah, yeah, what an achievement for not only MISA, but yeah, as you said, other stakeholders that have been working tirelessly for this. Um, but yeah, no, th- these have been such great things that we've highlighted today. And so thank you so much, Rihanna. Um, that's all the time that we've got for this month and for 2021, as you mentioned. Um, if you've enjoyed our discussion, please share it widely. And don't forget, you can now find us on ispeak.africa a collective space for advocacy and media freedom hosted by our friends at Namibia Media Trust and Media Institute of Southern Africa. But also on your favorite audio platforms, including AfriPods, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Plus, you can follow our Twitter feed at twitter.com slash ifex to, to stay in touch with the latest free expression developments. Finally, don't forget you can now send us feedback to africabrief at ifex.org. We'd love to hear what you think. And thank you so much to our producers, Aram Partap and Paco Lepre. And thanks to you for listening and sticking with us through the whole of 2021. Wishing you a happy holiday. See you next year. Bye-bye.